Welcome to episode 41 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Okay. All right. <laughs> we played a heck of a long game today. Yes, very long. Mostly because we didn't know what we were doing, but yeah. Well, that's 8th edition for you. Yeah. Eighth edition. <laughs> and also because we played 100 power level. Yeah. We uh, went with power level this time. Yeah, let's try that out. Yeah. Um, and so, with like all the additional upgrades, it kind of... It translated to about what was it, two thousand? Oh, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll talk about we'll, later. We'll talk about, we'll talk about later. later. Okay, so let's let's start the show with the way we usually do with hobby progress. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, all right, so yes. uh, made some progress on finishing my Imperial Guard heavy weapon squads. Yep, they look very nice. Thank you. They're, they're snowed in. Mm-hmm. There's one guy who is like I took one of the old man heads from um, you know like Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he it's like an old screaming man behind the las cannon. <laughs> that's and that's sort of a perfect <laughs> image. Exactly. Well, you know, I didn't pay attention to how he did in today's game cuz I forgot where he was. I think he survived. <laughs> was he was he No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. I no, survived. No, he didn't. Sorry, brick wall guy survived. Okay, all right, all brick right. wall guy. Survived. So yeah, so there's a angry old man, uh, and then I had a guy who brought his own brick wall. Yeah, behind him. <laughs> brick wall. Everywhere he goes, he builds a small brick wall as a fortification. <laughs> so he used a weapons squad guy. Yeah, so I built three last cannons, and then I built one mortar team just because I had the parts. Yeah, and um, and a missile launcher team. So I, I just feel like in the new 40k guard need heavy weapons to get through um all the tanks me right yeah because the tanks and the big monsters with all the wounds and you know the sort of crazy armor saves and stuff or the uh, armor reduction what, what do you call it the uh, minus ap values yeah, yeah, yeah. It, are all necessary to to you know take on these high toughness uh things called tanks so so i just i just built some of those and i, and I use some of them in today's army so yeah so that kept me busy for a little while I also built the uh, the Goliath rock oh, grinder. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this th- this thing, this thing. <laughs> uh, it's not done yet, so I don't think you have a picture of it, right? No, I know I don't have but, a picture. I mean, what I'll do is I'll post a picture of yeah. a work in progress. So I I don't like the Torx. I really like the stats of the Torx and the Torx Prime, but but I just don't like that model. No one, I don't think anyone likes it. It, it just looks ugly. No, yeah, it looks like it, it looks like weirdly blocky, but not in like a good like a good like like imperium way right it's like and a drunken picasso <laughs> right and, and it's got tracks like, which i think everyone hates and it, everybody if we, the conversions i've seen are with wheels and it looks it better it, with it, wheels it feels like it feel like it feels like the prius of 40k <laughs> it's very fuel efficient fuel it's efficient. a hybrid <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay so the torx is just ugly yeah the rock grinder though oh man so good and yeah, the goliath yeah. is awesome so i thought okay what i'll do is i'll convert a mm-hmm. Goliath rock grinder, and I got to have that front shield and the extra, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, and the little Martian like, Earth uh, rock cutter things, rock cutter things, <laughs> and mining things. Um, right. How, however, uh, the Tarx Prime has a battle cannon, does it not? It does. And so I, and, but <laughs> yeah. the Goliath and the rock grinder do not come with a battle cannon. So what I did is I did mm-hmm. a little surgery, mm-hmm. and I cut off the uh there's like a turret that it is held by like some sort of a crane arm yeah and what i did is i cut off the parts that connect to normally would be like a heavy mining laser or some mm-hmm. sort of incinerator and i put on like a like a giant <laughs> demolisher cannon kind of a uh just like glued that on and it looks seamless mm-hmm. you know the little green stuff and uh you know a little cement and filing down it looks great but it looks like this giant Cannon. It, it looks like the sort of thing that would make like a tech priest faint <laughs> upon yeah. seeing what did you do <laughs> yeah it looks unholy it, uh, it looks a little uh it looks a little ridiculous i say it's a little orcish uh, it is orcish it looks it's starting to look like a battle like a battle wagon yeah because uh, of my surgery if, if and, then, and then i cars. wanted the auto it comes with two you know like a torx prime comes with two twin auto cannons yep. or with a twin auto cannon and so i didn't have room for it because normally it goes where the turret goes but yeah. that's where i put my battle cannon yeah so I then had to build a a, a separate turret yeah. for the back of the truck. Yeah. And I what I did is I took, you know, like the, the lampposts that you have for 40K scenery? Yeah, yeah, You like these little lampposts? They come with all yeah. the buildings. Yeah. Right. So I don't really use lampposts on our, on our board. Yeah, I, you know, not really. So I cut one in half and it turned into a great turret. 
uh, hole, like a, like a turret mount. Yeah. So that's what I used. And then I, I pinned, uh, I basically drilled holes into that and then drilled holes into the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And then I pinned that and glued it on. So now I've got an auto cannon on a, on a turret in the back. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those janky, you know, like you have like insurgents and they're running around with like these like, Toyota trucks with yeah. that 50 caliber machine guns in the back. It kind of <laughs> looks like, like that. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's got to look like that. And then on the, and it's got, it's got a heavy stubber also on the front. So this thing has got a heavy stubber, a giant inappropriately large battle cannon yeah. and the auto cannon like bolted on. So it it, <laughs> it looks it looks ridiculous. But yeah. it still looks better than the Torx. It, it just still, still. Yeah, and I just started. Got, I just started it. painting it, so I, you know, well, you'll, yeah. yeah, you'll see pictures, and it's. We'll see know, how it turns out. Right, I'm I'm using the Vallejo deck deck tan, which is sort of this bone white, off white sort of uh, as the main color for it, and then I'm going to weather it really nicely with a little bit of rust here and there. It's still a, a Scion battle, I you guess. Know, vehicle. So, so I can't make it look too weathered, but it, you know, it, it's going to look a little beat up too. When, when they like cooked up together, when they were like abandoned on the planet or something. Yeah. They just confiscated a vehicle, a truck and turned, we're calling this our Torox <laughs> by order of the empire. We need something. The Imperium. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that's fun to do. Um, gosh, what else have I done? Um, I finished, uh, let's see. I finished the, uh. Finished all the cultists. We done, talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, destroyers. Yeah, we got oh, destroyers. Oh yeah, yeah. So Necron destroyers. Yeah. Um, so uh, in commemoration of the new edition of Necrons, I thought that we should have some destroyers. So you know, got got my hand on some pre-built destroyers from eBay. Yep. Yeah. The and, most and they were source. fairly inexpensive. Yeah, I, and I got lucky. And they, looked, uh, and they arrived yesterday, just yeah. in time for me to do a quick paint job on so they could re- ready for today's battle yeah um so i did those and they look pretty good for yeah. something that i just basically painted them in like a couple hours yeah and they're they're fairly standard anyway like i think all necron models look very yeah there's not it's not a detail oriented and the ne- my necron army is you know not a showcase of yeah. painting skills frankly of all the armies we have that's the one that is probably the one that is uh, I, you know, I like to make them look good, but I don't really spend t- lavish time on yeah. details, which yeah. is what we do to, I think, everything else. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. because. Because they don't have any Yeah, details. the models don't have a lot of detail. They're like, they're like just like robot, like shiny, smooth robot dudes. Yeah, they're like Cylons. With like. The, <laughs> Terminators. I, this is not the. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Yeah. Like that's like, that's a sort of odd. I think there's sort of a little bit far removed but since we don't really have any other uh reference point we always say terminators or cylons right. or something my, my formula for for necrons are really just to um yeah. paint them in a silver chrome um with a spray can like i use army painter has a like a yeah. chrome or a silver and then i dip them in this you know army painter quick quick dip quick paint thing yeah and then i let them dry overnight on that and then I add the some detail on the eyes and the logos on their chest, um, and then the the cables to their weapon. And I paint that in in, a, in one shade of green, like a moot green, and then a and then a lighter shade, so it looks like there's a little depth or like there's energy mm-hmm. running through these cables. Yeah. But really, that's kind of kind of it. I haven't even done the basing on most of them because the um, the quick uh, dip that you dip them in yeah. pools at the bottom of the base. So it looks like oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like they're like kind of standing in oil, which kind of looks cool. Uh, but it's I know it's, it's a, little a little lazy. It's a little <laughs> like uh... yeah, it's a little lazy. So anyway, the, our our Necron army is the most sort of like um, it's the least loved. <laughs> Don't you think? Um, yeah, I, we've always sort of. I mean, I guess it's I guess we sort of enjoy playing them, kind of. No, they're fun. They're I like fun. Enjoy, they're I, fun. I enjoy they're, them for what they. I mean, you you have to want to play them, and yeah. what they do, they do really well. But, but they, they satisfy a niche. Yeah, it, because they all look alike too. You know, yeah. cause it's just a bunch of dudes not, that kind of look alike. So it, it's not a very characterful no army. It's sort of it's sort of like uh, Tyranids in that way. Yeah, it's not I, like yeah, I, exactly. So so anyway, um, so okay, so we did that, and uh, I think that was it in terms of hobby progress. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was it. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's go on the new releases. There's a lot of new cool stuff coming up from um, Games Workshop. Yep. Um, the a whole bunch of new starter sets are coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you didn't get your hands on Dark Imperium, which is a great value at 160 bucks, Games Workshop has got you covered. Um, they're releasing a bunch of new smaller versions of starter sets, starting with No No Fear. Yep. That's for 80 bucks, and it comes with 31 Primaris Space Marines and Death Guard. 31? 31, 31 detail, oh, okay. uh, models. And Primaris, yeah, just Yeah. Them. Okay. Got a captain, a Space Marine Intercessor Squad, uh, a Space Marine Inceptor Squad, yep. and then a, hell, a five-man Hellblaster Squad. Those are the guys with the plasma. Yep. And then on the Death Guard side, they got one Lord of Contagion, yep. um, five Death Guard Plague Marines, one Death Guard Fetid Bloat Drone, and ten Death Guard Poxwalkers. So it's basically half the units that you get in Dark Imperium you're getting in this box. Yeah, about so if, if, if 80 bucks is, uh, you got 80 bucks, this is a great way to get into the game. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already in the game. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. But it's a good way to also you know, you just, convince your friends, make them join. Yeah. Tell, tell <laughs> convince them to join the cult. Right. But if they, 80 bucks is too much, don't worry. They got you covered. Yep. Because they're also releasing other, uh, the first strike uh, Warhammer starter set. Your friends cannot deny you. <laughs> yeah, they got 20 bucks, right? You got 20 bucks. <laughs> For that, you get 15 uh, models, right? You get some Primaris Intercessors and some Primaris Reavers. Those are the new yeah. sort of uh, close combat, like, like uh, gorilla type gorilla type guys. Those guys are awesome. Uh, we, uh, I know we disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk I about love, that later. yeah, well, no, all right. Well, no, let's talk about them now. A little, right now? Okay, fine. All right, so I want to. Right now, okay, I, I like the concept. I like the face masks. The mod, the, the posing though, is just, it, it looks really static for like a dudes who are supposed to be like these badass gorilla types. I, I would far prefer something way more action-y. Cause I mean, they're, they're like supposed to be like what, Rambo types? So like, why are they like standing a little kind of awkwardly with their knives? It's just, it's just not, they should be like, like, I don't know, like crouching, like sneaking around or maybe like shooting or like clearly going for like a stabbing attack or something something just <laughs> you, give me something you want them in the midst of mayhem i yes i do want them in the midst of, i want them either in the midst of mayhem or clearly like sneaking around to create some but they're not doing either of that they look like they were caught like posing like not 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 no not even posing they were just caught like sort of standing around in break time <laughs> <laughs> smoking cigarettes maybe like practicing or something but they're not like give me your give me your uh give me your war <laughs> war cry right they did yeah the, to me they do not look dynamic enough. i really enjoy the right. concept and the face mask thing is cool but yeah i like the skull mask a lot and um you know what i don't see the standing around pose that you are obviously you know <laughs> affected by and don't like mm -hmm. uh, i think they look really cool i look awesome mm -hmm. i think they're they have a distinctive looking armor uh, no, that, I agree looks, with that. that looks really cool. I like them a lot. I can't wait to get them. They're 15 bucks for a three man set. Three man? It's a three man set. Yeah, the, the squad's oh. like three men. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, uh, there's a few three man units out there, like the Inceptor eh. Squad, the little floating Teletubby dudes are three yeah. men. <laughs> yeah, interesting that they're doing it that way. Yeah, but 15 bucks, uh, it's yeah. pretty good. So, uh, but this, uh, this set, the first strike set, comes with three of them. And then you get three Death Guard, you get three Plague Marines. Which are not from the uh, other, from the Dark Imperium box or the other Star set, so that's nice. And then you get six Pox Walkers. Yep. Right, so you, that's, if, and, and it comes with a game, so with some like cardboard terrain and stuff. So you can even get started doing that with some dice and some, like a ruler and all that stuff. So it's a great way to get, you know, teach your friends um, the hobby. Other, other new things that are coming out are the Space Marines Primaris Heroes which is the librarian and the captain. Yeah. That's a $70 set for two models. 70 bucks? I, yeah. What? Are they, what? Yeah. what? Two models for 70 bucks. Get out of here. And that's what, what it is says. that? Game are Workshop. You? And those aren't Australian prices. Those are US. For real? US. That's, yep. that's way, way too much. For, the price of individual I mean, characters has been kind of growing, going up. It's, it, they used to be like 26, then they went to 30, and then it was a 33, yeah. and now they're 35. That's ridiculous. Now, now they're awesome. I, I really enjoy those. They're I really, also primary, so they're, they're bigger. I, I think they look cool. It's just not for 70 bucks for like two guys. I know. 
Especially since you can kind of build them your own with your own bits. <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of. Um, I mean, they're Primaris Marines, so I guess it's hard to find. It's harder to bits. find, but even that. I know, I know. Look, when you look at eighty dollars and you get thirty-one models, and then you yeah. say seventy dollars for two models, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, hmm? yeah. Huh, what happened? I, <laughs> would, would, hmm? Right. I'm just gonna paint this guy to look like a. Primaris <laughs> captain. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Well, we'll use some of the green stuff. Give him some stilts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Make him a true scale marine. Yes, I am Primaris yeah. marine. Oh, there's going to be some uh, the Space Marine intercessors coming in easy to build three man set for 15 bucks. Yeah, so like the Death Guard and I think the Reavers. Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. Though. Yeah, the Death Guard, the Plague Marines are 15 bucks. There's uh, the Death Guard Poxwalkers, six of them for 15 bucks. Yeah. And then, of course, the Reavers are three of them for 15 bucks. So. Look, I like I like the little fifteen dollar investment. Those are cool because yeah. it's a great way to like add units to your army pretty cheaply. Yeah. Okay. So I, th- I mean, I think it's a little it's a little too minimal though, only because we're gonna like if you're like for some of them I give they're like if you're like the Teletubby squad and you just come with a three man thing then that's right. fine, but if you're like Death Guard who come in what five man squads? Yeah. I, I think to get three of them is kind to of to get three of them is like it's uh, like when you buy like a you, pack of twelve hot dogs and eight hot dog buns. Like, yeah. I mean, how does that work? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you got like the Dark Imperium box already, and you just kind of want a ten man squad as chaos of like uh, yeah. your Death Guard or two five man squads, then that's fine. But beyond that, they're not really that useful. Yeah, maybe it's or, just for the hobbyists. They just want to paint Death Guard. I, I guess maybe three is enough. It. That's all I want to paint. Three is enough. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> right. All right. More interesting than that, though, is the uh, open war cards that Warhammer oh, yeah. is releasing. Those are cool. These are. This is cool. It adds a board gaming element. I think sort of, I mean, to, okay. So we should explain how they work. So yeah. they're like tactical objective cards in a sense, in that uh, they add, introduce mm. new elements. So it allows you to randomize certain things for your, for your games. So one of them is in a, a deployment um, yep. set of cards. So it's a ran, you, you, you'll pick a random deployment, you know, type. And I'm sure they're the same deployments that you see in the, uh, the basic rule book, but this one sort of like randomizes because you have cards for them. Yeah. One is called the Ruse, which uh, I guess. Well, the, the, I think the Ruse comes later, but I they 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 do um they do deployment, then they do your whatever your mission objective is. Right. Um, and I think they're new mission objectives. Yeah, they're new. They are new mission objectives. Yeah. Which is, not not the ones already in the rule book, which makes them even more attractive. Yeah. Um, they have uh, the Ruse, which is what you talked about, which was um. Basically, I think the guy with less power level, since it's yeah. open play, yeah. so the guy with less power level gets like a little bit of a helping hand, like a rule that benefits him. Right. And then if, and then there's another one, which is, I think, I forget, like the Vendetta or something. Some, some. Well, no, there's an environmental one where it's something yeah, yeah, random. Yeah, 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 so yeah. they, they describe, and there's a video to accompany the, the cards. It described orbital debris raining down on the battlefield. It, it was the twist. That's what it was. The twist. Yeah, the twist. There's always a twist to yeah. the battlefield so, of some kind, so, some something, environmental or some something happening. happening that is um, like you know could affect either player. Yeah, and then they have um, so sudden have death the twist and the ruse. Yeah, sudden death. That's so what sudden, so sudden death, death is if if you're like really over if you're facing somebody that I think has twice your amount of uh, power, power level. That for whatever can, reason. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you agree to this? But okay. <laughs> you can end the game quickly with a sudden death condition. Yeah. For example, it could be that if you slay the enemy warlord, s- suddenly the game ends and you win. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's kind of cool. I mean, it's an interesting challenge to be able to just take on an army that is twice as powerful as you. But, but have a whole, bu- a whole bunch of these. Right. If factors. you had like a bunch of deep striking dudes. Yeah. And you drew the slay the warlord sudden death card. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a shot. You got, you can yeah. win, and then you know, and that's awesome. Um, so I, 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 I like the open war cards. I think I it's an it, like again, it adds an like an extra level of you know meta level of playing, to and and variety to your games. Yeah, not like that, but I think they also could add a lot of interesting rules to narrative play because uh-huh. if you're setting up a campaign or something, this these cards would be like great for like ideas for special rules to set up about your missions. Um because they would like include like because all those twists would probably could probably factor into a story very well. Um those varieties of missions, the so those like the twists or them the ruses and the ven- and the sudden death cards could do that if you have like a 
scenario where the one guy's outnumbered. Um, I, mean, I mean, all all of this is something that we could do with house rules or, or writing our own narratives, oh, 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 right? Sh- yeah, sure. But, but GW has just made it easy for you to yeah. add an extra level of creativity and variety to your games with these cards. They're 15 bucks, yeah. and they look like they are pretty imaginative. Yeah. And they add twists and things that you otherwise wouldn't do. If you're, if you're, I know 8th edition is new, so we're all getting used to that. Yeah. But if after a while, you're going to settle into it, right? Yeah, yeah. So. And you don't want to get stuck playing, oh, it's another you know narrative mission in the book. It's another eternal crusade mission. It's another Maelstrom mission. Yeah. This adds a whole level of new twists and varieties to it. So I, I think it's great. I think it's great as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Other other things that are being released are the new uh, FAQs. Yeah, that's neat. Um, it's really good to see these like pumped out really quickly, like really quick. Yeah, this like, is this is like what like a, like a week or a few a few weeks. Well, I think the, the original ones came out like two weeks within two weeks of the uh, um, eighth edition coming out. Yeah, and as of as of recording this today on Sunday, um, the new Warhammer uh, Forge World FAQ just came out for the two codexes that were released the imperial armor and the chaos yeah so it's it's really great to see the sort of like quick responsiveness gw has now so if when we have complaints or whatever they'll be like oh uh faq yeah and it, i mean look i there was, apparently there's been a few typos in uh, especially the forge world one um mm-hmm. yeah. you know and the uh, forge world codices um and so this is a great way to just sort of like fix things quickly and then yeah. move ahead and you know if there was some rush writing or something to get the rules out for forge world hey this addresses it we, we haven't had an opportunity to actually read the new faq for forge world because we were playing all all day but yeah. um i'm assuming that it's going to answer a bunch of questions so yeah. i don't even know how big it is hopefully it's not that big it's i i looked for like the chaos side it wasn't that big okay huh. well yeah all right well good i guess that's it on the new releases i think that is all right, okay. so we should talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man. <laughs> if you haven't seen Spider-Man, okay, uh, I've, I'm calling it now. The best movie of the year... Really? ...is Baby Driver. Okay. <laughs> is okay. Baby Driver. Okay. Baby I, Driver is awesome I, and original and fantastic. However, the most fun movie of the year so far is Spider-Man. Really? Okay. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. I have not seen Baby Driver, so I cannot speak for Baby Driver in any sense, positive or negative. All I know is... This might be the best Spider-Man movie. Maybe. Uh, um, it's either that or yeah. Spider-Man 2. I think this was probably the best Spider-Man movie. It, it certainly it certainly nailed down what like a teenage like kid being a superhero would probably be like. Yeah, because I think you always had older actors playing younger yeah. Spider-Man and didn't quite feel like young Spider-Man. But this this guy feels like a 15-year-old kid. He does, he does. Like, the way he talks, the decisions he makes, the kind of environment he's in. Yeah. And his logic and the way he thinks. Is is very much, is that, very much that of, like, a 15-year-old kid. Exactly. Which means he screws up a lot. And he's being treated by all of the adults around him, yeah. whether they're at school or it's Tony Stark or Happy. Yeah. Like a kid, like a kid, you know, like, like he doesn't like he thinks he knows it all. Yeah, right. And he wants to do good, and he's obviously, you know, has all these powers, and he can do cool things. He's enthusiastic, um, right? But, but he, he doesn't necessarily know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, so the movie is great fun. Awesome performance by Michael Keaton. If you can define a hero movie by its villain, then this is yeah clearly one of the best ones. I think this is one of the best single villains since Lex Luthor in the original Superman. Since Gene Hackman did Lex Luthor, really? Wow. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Like Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor is, and uh, Heath Ledger as the no, Joker okay, okay. are the two best villains yeah, in yeah, yeah. you know any superhero movie ever. Yeah. But I think Michael Keaton, in terms of the Marvel villains, oh yeah, he's, is, I think he is probably the best one. Right. Well, mostly because, I mean. It was sort of a low. I'm not 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 to like diss Michael Keaton because he did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job. But I think one of the major problems with the Marvel movies over years have been certainly the villains because they've all been sort of like these cookie cutter, yeah, no motivation types with like little personality. Even if they're done like by good actors, they just don't really have much motivate in the way of motivation or just 
like sympathy to go on. You just sort of like, oh, I guess and that's the ex- guy with the blue light in the sky. Better stop him. Right. Or or they express themselves by just throwing waves of CGI, you know, minions, minions at, at the heroes. That's <laughs> oh, <how> Trump. They, <laughs> exactly. And that's how they deal with it. And so you don't really get to know them. When you have a one-on-one confrontation with somebody's interesting, yeah. whether it's Superman versus Lex Luthor or Heath Ledger versus Dark Knight, yeah, right? And there's like, yeah, there's it, like issues between them, yeah, and, you know, that go deeper than just I'm a bad guy and you're a good guy. Yeah. Now it's interesting. Yeah. And, and I think Michael Keaton, whether it's through acting or the great writing or whatever, probably both, but brings um, brings some of that to to this. Yeah. It's it's he's not Heath Ledger in the Joker. Oh no, he's not. But no. he's he's not like a brilliant groundbreaking performance. But he's like yeah. He just does a very great job. He elevates of being it. Like a, he elevates it a lot. Yeah, because he's just a he's a villain with a queer motivation. You can. Uh, empathize with him in a way uh, you still understand he's a bad guy but he has a far clearer motivation than like revenge or <laughs> right. I want to like blow up the world or take it over right yeah um, I'm not gonna spoil anything but he, he yeah. just he's, yeah. he has more dimension to him he has more dimension right so um, good work writers right yeah. there were like three teams of writers on this <laughs> you look at the writing credits and they're crazy yeah <laughs> three teams of writers like six different people like, yeah, it was nuts. Crazy. It was a while. Also, uh, this is the first time uh, that Sony, because Sony's control the Superman, the Spider-Man rights, is officially working with Marvel and Disney to make this Spider-Man part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You did good, Sony. Spider-Man appeared in the Civil War movie, and this is, but this is the first Spider-Man movie that actually now itself is in the marvel cinematic universe and um it totally benefits from that oh yeah they needed they needed to do it because yeah. like what were they doing with it before they stopped the sam so the sam raimi trilogy ends and they're like oh we still have this property we can make money off of i guess we'll just get andrew garfield to show up and he'll be a new spider-man who fights a cgi wizard man yeah and exactly. then and then fighting <laughs> and then amazing yeah so he does that and then he does amazing spider-man 2 which everyone hates like people were sort of like whatever with the first Amazing Spider-Man. It was because it was really I did, whatever. I didn't movie. even see. The I did, second and one. it was like. And uh, I like Paul Giamatti, but I didn't think he was going to be good as the Rhino. No, no, no. I, I didn't see the. I never saw the second one. Oh, okay. I, just everyone hated the second one, and it it right. looked bad. So yeah, they really just needed to do it because they clearly didn't know what they were doing with. The, well, the, th- the third reboot's probably. a charm. Yeah. Starting with, and this is I'm going to do a minor spoiler here. Ooh, minor spoiler ooh, ooh, ooh. but only because Spo- it, spoiler warning spoiler alert <laughs> okay um only because it, the movie starts with this yeah oh, no, no no don't spoil that you, you know what i'm saying i i with the movie starts yeah this is that's okay great. i'm not gonna spoil it all right well, i mean I'll I like, actually the trailer sort of spoiled it all right well do you want me to say it all right okay just tell just give them like just edit somewhere and give them a time a time stamp to skip ahead to okay uh basically skip in skip 10 seconds from now 10 seconds? It uses the original Spider-Man TV music. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's All right, fine. so that's not a huge spoiler. That's not a spoiler. That's okay. fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right, but that is awesome. Oh, that's great. That was, <laughs> that that was great. awesome. That was great. That, I mean, it's Spider-Man. 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 I mean, that, it's been, re, it's been remixed and whatever, but it's awesome that the movie it, starts it, Yeah, that was that, the TV I, thing. I was, very, I was very glad to hear that. Super, super great. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything from the story. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, okay, great. All right, um, so that's enough about Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Go see it. It's awesome. And also go right. see Baby Driver. Baby Driver is... I need, I need to see Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. man. If you love music, you like fast cars, you got to see Baby Driver. I'm, I got to see I gotta see Baby Driver at some point. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, Jamie... Um, what's his name? Jamie Foxx. Awesome. Jamie Fox, yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic. Okay. All right. So let's take a break. Uh, when we return, we played a pretty epic game of uh, 8th edition 40K. It was the Astromel Terum versus Necrons. You hear how that went when we come back. They shall meet their ends. They shall join the army of Okay, we're back. 100 power level for each side. It was the Necrons versus Astro Militarum. Yeah, well. The mission we took 
was No Mercy, which is basically a kill point mission. We rolled for it. That's what we got. Mm-hmm. And wasn't my preference. I was playing Astro Militarum. Yeah. I was sort of, I, I honestly think it did in the end work toward, you, toward your benefit. Yeah. Only because Astro Militarum isn't a highly mobile army for the most part and an objective-based thing that would require you get going and grabbing something might have that, been a little bit detrimental to your that's true to your side that's true yeah um but i'd say that it was it was probably balanced out by my lack of units and resilience and all that yeah okay so why don't you describe your army and then i'll get into mine all right uh this is the first army necron army i should say that hasn't had an overlord uh for me and the reason being is now um I noticed with the night scythe uh, wording for the invasion for the invasion beams. Yep. That when when deploying your uh, dudes with an invasion beam, you can't. You can only do one unit at a time. So, so you can't put a lower overlord with a unit of lich guard because they're separate units. Right. So I. Oh, that's too bad. So it's like it'd be super weird to deploy like to do it that way because otherwise you'd be deploying you'd be stopping, uh, deploying your lich guard. And then the next turn, you'd go somewhere else and then deploy the Overlord. <laughs> right. That's not... <laughs> so oh, I'm, so they can all fit into... They can all fit into it. They just you can, can't, you, you they, just you can't, you just can't deploy off. it once. So wow, it's, it's, like, like, it's like Uber Lyft. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, like, Uber, it's like the Uber like a party uh, card, <laughs> you know? Yeah, One stop at a time. Yeah, really. Um, so instead of doing that, I decided to bring in the, I guess, supporting cast of the Necron leadership. Uh, the Crypt Tech and Destroyer Lord. Uh, Destroyer Lord, I just gave the uh, Staff of Light and Flactory because I didn't want my warlord dying. Three troops, choices, uh, Immortals with Ghost Blasters, uh, ne- and two squads, 10 man squads of Necron Warriors, one in Ghost Dark. Um, two Elites, which is the Satan, uh, Shard and Nightbringer. And now that I can choose powers, because that's neat. I really like I really like choosing like powers, psychic powers and like sedan powers and all that. It's just it's just nice. Although I do admit it was pretty funny to like roll for the crazy. Yeah, Satan random roll. You don't never know what you can get. It that, was really that, always fun. Always brought hilarity to uh, the table. It, it did. It did brought But strategically it's better to pick. It's 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 yeah, so I get more it. practical for game purposes. Yeah. Oh, and the Triox Stalker, which was nice. Um, and see, that's good because we haven't seen Triarch Stalkers yeah, yeah. ever being played, and now we there's a reason to bring them in. Yeah. 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 I got a Canapex Scarabs, which I never really used. Wraiths, because they're Wraiths, and I have to include them because it's Necrons. And Tomb Blades. Then mm, I brought in Annihilation Barge, which I I think this is my first time using the Annihilation Barge, too. Yeah. Which is, again, nice thing about Ace Edition. I can just... I don't need to worry about any more uh, formations and whatnot. And oh, I gotta include this to get those to get those reanimation protocols on my race. Yeah, it's oh. so much better to not have a list of must includes or taxes, and that way you can because because literally before we were doing like one Necron army. I, exactly, it was the one that allowed you to for a yeah. It was a Reclamation Legion. Yeah, it was it was the ex- yeah it was the exact the Curing Detachment the Curing Detachment that right. had every was, single time it was the exact same setup we always did right. So, um, so this is going to allow us way more variety for yeah, Necrons. Yeah. Uh, Any more units? Yeah, yeah. Spider uh-huh. and uh, th- the Heavy Destroyers. And the Heavy Destroyers, right. And that was it. Okay. And you, those came, all of these came in a battalion detachment. Yeah, battalion detachment. So you had six command points. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I, I brought a, um, I also did a battalion detachment. So that got me five command points. And I'll tell you why I got five yeah, at yeah. the end of it. Um, I got uh, my company commander. A Knight Commander Pascal was my warlord. He was in a Punisher with heavy bolter sponsons and a Laz Cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a Tempester Prime was my final HQ choice. Mm-hmm. My troops were four infantry squads. Three of them had Laz Cannons. Mm-hmm. Um, they each had vodka, a Voxcaster and they each had a, a Flamer in, in their units. And my final fourth infantry squad had a missile launcher uh, team. And a have oh, and a flamer, and a voxcaster. My um, elite choice was the Militum Tempestus Command Squad, two guys with melta guns, and then two guys with plasma guns. For my fast attack, I had two armored sentinels, mm-hmm. and then I brought uh, Inquisitor Krabby. 
as a as a scout and sentinel. I, d- I don't know what that's. <laughs> okay, my my that. armored sentinels had uh, plasma cannons, and then Kravi, um, who you guys know about, he's uh, he came in as a scout sentinel. One one of these days, man, we're working on the <laughs> an auto cannons. <laughs> one of these days, my final uh, fast attack was a hellhound. Okay, yeah. uh, for my heavy support, I had a basilisk. I had a Lehman Rust uh, tank with the executioner, the plasma executioner uh, turret, and two plasma cannon sponsons, sure. as well as a um, um, heavy flamer um, on the front of the tank. And then I had a wyvern. Mm-hmm. Um, for my flyer, I brought a Valkyrie, but I, I chose, I think I chose poorly. I chose one LAS cannon and the Hellstrike missiles, which means that it. Yeah. Wasn't, well, she wasn't shooting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. For my dedicated transports, for. I had uh, one Chimera, and then I had uh, the Torox Prime, yeah. which is the Goliath truck, Torox Prime. Hmm. I have, as a fortification, I took an Aegis defense line to basically castle up my tanks yeah. and protect them. And then finally, I took a Vindicare Assassin there it is. in an auxiliary support detachment, which subtracted one command point, but it gave me a Vindicare Assassin. So, so that was that was my army. I had a total of five command points. All right, one exactly one hundred power level. I also had exactly one hundred power level. Yeah, uh, which actually it's it turned what, out to be uh, eighteen fifty three in terms of uh, points. Really? Yeah. How many do you have? Two thousand one hundred fifty eight. Wow. <laughs> what a difference! Isn't that weird? Yeah, one hundred power level turns into eighteen fifty three, and then it turns into two thousand. Well, you know what? Still, I didn't think the balance the, the armies were unbalanced. Yeah, as as he yeah, as we'll find out. As we we'll find out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so um, I rolled the I I won the roll to um, determine deployment. Yeah, and then we had basically table quarters, mm-hmm. right? And I chose my table quarter, um, and then because my army was so much bigger than yours, you finished deploying first, so you got to yeah. go first. I failed to seize. So what happened in your first turn? Uh, my first turn was semi-eventful i didn't kill anything but i uh, it basically advanced up my side of the table i shot with the heavy destroyers at i we didn't I, we didn't remember about pasc yeah pasc is a character so, so he, can't um, he wasn't shot. supposed to be targeted but you ended up we, we forgot so we, you yeah, ended up uh, putting five wounds on that tank in that first round yeah yeah which ironically would be sort of detrimental to myself uh, so I shouldn't have forgot it because it would have been easier to just grind through one tank at a time. But yeah, yeah. now you were forced to shoot a different tank. Yeah, now I should have forced to shoot a different tank. Once we tank. remember the rule. Yeah. So, so that, that, that was kind of wasted. That was kind of a pain. So that happened. You killed one guardsman in one of the infantry squads. I did? Yeah, you did kill one guardsman. It's a good eye for detail. You also put a few wounds oh. on the hellhound. With, with what? I think it was with your command barge. Or your or your um command barge. One, one of the one of the the annihilation barge. Yeah, it might have been with the annihilation barge. Because but you you end up putting a few wounds on the on the hellhound. Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. Oh, I think it might. No, I think it was with the antimatter. It was. It was the night. I think it was the night. Oh, bringer. it was. It was the nightbringer using the end. Yeah, using the uh, new power of the satan, the yeah. antimatter meteor, to cause automatic mortal wounds. Right. That's right. Which was neat. Yeah, that was it. And that was it. We were playing the mission. No Mercy is, is basically a kill point mission, as we kill said. So, so, um, yeah. so he was basically marching toward me. I, I castled behind my just defense line. And yeah. I put my Vindicator uh, or my Vindicare assassin way up high at the highest mm-hmm. point I, you know, on my side. He, was, he had a pretty commanding view of everything. I got to say, the Vindicare was one of my MVPs because mm-hmm. he, he did work. Total night and day difference between this Vindicare and the last edition Vindicare. Yeah, this guy, it, this guy hits, hits on stuff. a two up and then he wounds infantry on a two up and he can go after characters. And he, he and he does it reliably. Like before, exactly. he, before I mean, two up to hit is nice, but with that, like f- with the sniper roll being four up to wound, it you were just and then with like the and then you having to choose your effect and sort of be like, oh, I hope this is good for this, right. Yeah, or like I, I guess I can wound on a two plus, but he still gets his no, invuln save. No, this guy does mortal wounds, D three mortal wounds every time. Or not mortal. He doesn't do mortal wounds, but he does essentially. Well, you don't because yeah. you don't get a you don't get your invuln save. Right. 
um, and it's AP D- minus three. AP minus three. So yeah, it, yeah so, so it pretty much negates. Un- unless you're like wearing Terminator armor, you're kind of yeah, yeah. This guy's gonna gonna wound you. Um, okay, so uh, in that round, I I ended up uh, putting some wounds on your warlord. Your um, your war. Uh, it was your destroy lord. Yeah. It, thanks to the uh, Vindicare assassin, I also killed one of your destroyers. Yeah. And I I took some wounds off of uh, one of your vehicles. Well, I think it was your Triax stalker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was that was the, pretty much the. Uh, the start of my my first turn. Oh, that was yeah. pretty much the, my first turn. In in terms of bringing in stuff from deployment, I had kept in reserve the uh, the Goliath truck or the Torox, yeah. and then um, I had all my all my um, Sentinels. Yeah. They were, and as well as my um, Inceptor or my uh, my uh, Tempestus Silence Squad. Yeah. Right. They came in. Did they come in first, first turn? Or yeah, they, they came in first. Turn. Oh yeah, they you, came in first turn. You rocking them in first turn. You kill you with them with. Some other guys killed my destroyer, my heavy destroyers, um, and yeah, and then they sort of yeah, that's right. So I yeah, in that turn, all your destroyers died. Yeah, all my destroyers are except the destroyer lord, but all my destroyer lord, all the my destroyers, destroyers themselves died. died. The destroyer yeah. lord took a few wounds, but yeah, so that so I ended up getting first blood in that first turn. Yeah, thanks to the thanks to the tempest of science. Yeah, you know, rapid fire plasma and melt gun combination. Yeah. Also with a Tepester Prime yeah. that it gave him the order to reroll ones that was is nice. a really powerful combination. I should have, I didn't even think about it, but I should have overcharged my plasma because I could reroll ones. But I forgot to, kids, yeah. remember to <laughs> <laughs> overcharge your plasma yep. if you can reroll ones. But I forgot. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, they anyway, did their job. They did their we, job anyway. We killed, we killed the Destroyer team. The Destroyer team is super scary. <laughs> they have I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, they put five wounds on Pask um, in that first round of shooting. Um, and you didn't roll all that great, and they still just did a ton of damage. They were the scariest thing for me with a bunch of tanks on the table. Yeah. they were, Yeah, far and away, that was the scariest thing. Yeah, so I think my, so my turn rolls around. Nightbringer goes uh, and murders the Tempestus Scions via antimatter meteor shenanigans and staring at them. Oh and oh and he assaulted your tempestor because he was technically a character who was a different unit. So right. I killed him in close combat. I think Destroyer Ward fled very quickly um, without a bodyguard. I think the Triarch Stalker. We remembered. Oh yeah, we can't shoot past yet, or I can't shoot past yet. So I think I did some wounds on your regular tank. Uh, I think it was the, your your plasma your plasma crazy. My plasma cutioner. Plasma cutioner. The yeah. plasma cutioner. I brought around the Tomb Blades, I think, and I think them alongside some Ghost Dark Fire may have. I I think I think it's like a lot of Guardsmen died this turn. Yeah, if I remember correctly, like two Guardsmen squad squads went down. I think yeah yeah it was the Tomb Blades and the Annihilation Barge, uh, along with I think the Ghost Dark on the left on your left flank. Yeah, they were able to kill like two squads of Guardsmen. Uh, so that was nice, but and my wraiths, wraiths charged your sentinels, armored sentinels. I think that was it. No, it was, uh, you guys, you guys hadn't quite gotten there. That was that was no? your third turn. That was my because, third turn. Yeah, because I, I I brought in my armored sentinels in my. Oh no 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 no! It huh? was my second turn. Cause, yeah, cause, yeah yeah That's yeah right. yeah. Because I swung right. around the first turn, and then I was able to get them all the way up. That's right. Uh, on the second turn, so they did charge. Yeah, they moved pretty fast. They didn't. They didn't do much. Um, they put uh, really a couple of wounds on one of the sentinels. It, it, it's it's funny because uh, in this game, uh, they proved to be best in, in, in that they were a fantastic distraction in this game. They they were um, all all throughout the game. They have a three up invuln save. Yeah. Right. And so And they, three wounds now. And three wounds. And three wounds. Oh my God. So first of all, you were making that three up I was. invuln save. It was like, kind of it was got crazy after a These while. These guys so throughout the whole game, they soaked up so much fire. Yeah. Um, because they're scary. They're coming up at you and they, they can assault you and they're pretty mean in assault and they have three wounds. So they're super tough, uh, hard to kill, and they're pretty effective. And you actually gave them, you know, Weapons like shooting weapons yeah, this yeah. time because whip coils don't matter in this situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, whip coils are like super whatever. Right. So I I just didn't want the guard doesn't want a bunch of rates, you know up you know cruising around the tanks you know yeah. attacking the tanks. 
So I, I just opened fire on them with everything, you know, but they soaked up so much damage. Yeah. The funny thing is they didn't really do much in the game. No, the, I think they were just bullet magnets. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I think they were a distraction. I don't, I, yeah, they, I, they, offensively, they ended up not doing that much. But yeah, again, defensively, they, they were great. They were fantastic because they just sort of soaked in a ton of fire yeah. that would have been directed at other units. Yeah, so they did So they did a good job in that respect. Yeah, I, I, I think that then it just sort of went to your turn. I was I still advanced up like my Necron Warriors and my Crypt yep. Tech and whatnot. My my turn too. I I brought in the Torox. I brought in Krabby in in his Krabby. Scout Sentinel. There he is, right in his Auto Cannon Scout Sentinel, and then um, I brought in my Flyer. Brought in my Valkyrie. Um, let me let me mention that my Valkyrie was equipped with a Hellstrike missile and a Laz Cannon. Is this where is this where the Quantum Odyssey began? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I want to get into. Uh, so basically, I started shooting at all of his vehicles that had what was the name of that thing? Quantum Quantum Shielding. shielding. Quantum, quantum Shielding. Now, now, Quantum Shielding. Oh my god! I'll explain is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When okay, so it it, it it's a say it's a sort of save, not really that takes place after like damage damage has been determined. Like if you've rolled your D6 or if it's just a flat out like three or six or whatever. So you see your damage and with quantum, you rolled the quantum shielding save. And if you get a number that's lower than the amount of damage you take, none of the damage is completely nullified. Wow. So you are, so you are, so you are far like the higher the damage is, the more likely it is you're not going to take it. Yeah. And it is, and it is. It was one of the funniest things because in this the Valkyrie game. was equipped with last cannon. First of all, you know, I think you should probably play Valkyrie stock with the multi laser and the rocket pods. Yeah. Probably a much better choice than what I went with the last cannon and the Hellstrike missile. But when they actually did connect um, with his <laughs> with any of his vehicles, oh yeah, the quantum shielding would just save it. And then it, we, it, it we was, did this thing where your um, annihilation barge was soaking up tons of fire. And then, and even when it, even when I was rolling, yeah, um, yeah. like I'd roll like two no, damage, you yeah, would. Yeah. You, that means with quantum shielding, if you rolled a one, you would basically nullify the nullify damage. damage. And I kept rolling like five times in a row. You roll that one. It was <laughs> it was the dumbest I thing. And every, after like the third time, I'm like, that's it. Your luck can't hold out. There's no way you can roll this again. But he did. So that when we were yelling and screaming, it was all about him rolling one. It was the funniest thing. It was oh my god! Schrode Quantum shielding made the Necrons infinitely tougher. Way <laughs> it, it, tougher. It did. It was just yeah. These things must be invincible in apocalypse games because I can't imagine what it's it's like. Just getting yeah. Like, if you're, like, doing, if you're, if you're right. dealing with like ludicrous damage values. In order to, I mean, and these are all like, these are like the vehicles of the Necron, so they have multiple wounds, like tons of yeah. wounds. And so, of course, you're going to shoot LAS cannons at them and plasma and, and all like, the belt of guns and stuff. Like that, but they gain back wounds automatically <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the turn. But the quantum shielding, like the more damage you do, the less likely you're lucky <laughs> to actually have that damage apply. It, it's, 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 one of the, it's one of the funniest rules uh, I think I've ever seen. It's just... It, it might need a nerf. <laughs> No, it, I, no, I, I think, I think you know works. what? It, it's it's infinitely um, Necron, so it's oh, yeah. very Necronish. Yeah, I, I think I think it, I think yeah. it works superbly. I I think I, you know I should have stopped shooting at your vehicles with quantum shielding, yeah, yeah. um, but I didn't because I I kept thinking you, you know, kept thinking I kept thinking there's no possible way you're gonna make you can't he can't or, keep doing this. Yes. So in I think in my second turn I ended up killing your tomb blades. Yeah, you did. I ended up killing your tomb blades. I probably put a few wounds on um, your annihilation barge and i think i put one wound on it on your annihilation barge or something yeah and i, I killed one of your wraiths as it was yes. coming i backed off my my uh, sentinels yeah they backed out of combat and then uh, allowed the rest of my guys to shoot at your wraiths yeah. but because they were so tough i only i only killed one yeah i also let me say that uh las cannons for uh, infantry troops are not great no, they didn't. They turned out to sort of have a similar effect to how they were last edition because it's still four. It's up. still a four up in order to hit. So, so you're when, but I, I and I guess that and even even that was um, sullied by the fact that I had like quantum shielding. Yeah, like even when they like would even, even when they, they would connect and they just, would do like, oh, I did six damage. Oh no, no, they, no you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, buddy. I just need to roll less than a five. I need a five <laughs> or less, and I, you did nothing. Okay, so so 
anyway, the guard, the guard, you know, was slowly whittling away. I think I, I just killed a couple of units in, in, yeah. in turn two. All right, turn three. The Nightbringer, who was shot like a ton on this tur- on the last turn, uh, I think walks up to the Hellhound, uh, does some damage, a little bit of damage to it, but ends up charging the Torox Prime, if I remember correctly, and killing it in just one fell swoop, going out in like a blaze of glory. Yeah, yeah, you assaulted the uh, the Torox Prime and just wiped it out, just killed it. Yeah, yeah. And the- Hey, that's the the freaking the Satans. Like the Satan is is powerful, but the the problem is it, it's difficult for it to get places where it could be most effective. I think. Well, how many wounds does he have? He's got like eight wounds. Uh, toughness seven. So he's like he's, about he's about the and he's a character, so you can't yeah, target so he, him unless he's closest. Yeah, yeah. So he's about to you. So he's about the toughness of like a small vehicle. Yeah, and. If you stick him with a bodyguard, he could probably do well. Yeah, he. We, we were talking about it. He, we we thought that he would probably do well as like a character killer, someone who would deal with an HQ or something like that. Yeah. If you and I could I could see that. If easily. you brought him in with some immortals or with a lich guard or with um, the, even Necron warriors. But the, the problem with that though is that they can't move fast enough. Because he moves what ten? He moves or, eight. He moves eight. And they move like five inches. Yeah, but he's got range on his powers, right? He's got some range, but one of the advantages of uh, him as a unit, I think, is that he can move pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess so. So if you're marching up the table, it's going to be difficult to get to the H, like your desired HQ choice. There's a unit we don't have yet. I think they're Praetorians, the ones that have like... Praetorians, yeah. yeah, yeah, So maybe... They have like jump packs. So Praetorians will probably be a good unit to bring. Praetorians are actually pretty good from what i read of them um, well I, I think we may be able uh, we've got some bits and pieces yeah. of necron stuff so we may be able to put together a unit of praetorians yeah that, that would be a good i think a good way to accompany the satan because satan is crazy powerful Dude, satan With is his great death powerful. gaze and his meteorotic what was it what is it? anti-matter meteor the anti-matter meteor yeah that thing is just does do it three three d3 wounds mortal it, wounds it is d3 mortal wounds on a two plus just off that. <laughs> yeah that's insane <laughs> yeah that's pretty good. yeah it was doing tons of damage but because he was by himself and he was approaching my lines um he eventually opened himself up so in my turn three i the uh, vindicare ended up killing him yeah yeah, yeah um, shooting him dead like a dog in the street like a star god dog like a star dog <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been thinking of that one and then you tried to do this cheese ball move that he has oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh this okay. isn't a cheese it's he, he basically has an equivalent to an explode yeah um except it happens on a four plus it didn't happen but i was like oh, oh whatever yeah if you roll a four plus um it was it does does d3 yeah. mortal wounds around him yeah again so, so he's he's a crazy ridiculous character fun um, to play beyond beyond that i think the turn was pretty standard uh, I did some wounds on your tank again, but it was just kind of slowly getting whittled down. The annihilation, the annihilation bar. Oh yeah, the annihilation bar just like fired at your um, at your assassin. Uh, it didn't it did like one wound because you had because it's like a minus two to hit when you're in cover. That's like one of your rules of like a little spy suit or whatever. Yeah, you got so that was unfortunate. I think I did some more damage on some of your. Um, Guard, did I? You you sure did. You re, you reduced uh, my remaining my missile um, launcher uh, team. You reduced them by like four guardsmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I started yeah. dealing with those guys. The guys in the they were in the chapel. Yeah, correctly. And I think that was um, I think that, oh yeah the um, wraiths were still walking around really. Yeah, they, they were just sort of really touring your back lines <laughs> they in were, the end. They um, were like, oh, we're gonna pick you to attack this, this time. time. <laughs> we're gonna uh, assault you, tank. You. We're gonna assault you, Chimera. <laughs> I think they assaulted my Chimera, put some wounds on him. Yeah, yeah, but it was, I again, my turn shows up, and I think I killed one more wraith after a ton of shooting at it. Yeah, and I and then I, I shot with my Valkyrie and. Um, I shot with my plasma tank at your annihilation barge and yeah. you quantum shielded it. I didn't do practically any damage. Yeah. The, the good thing was I did, had killed your star god in that turn. That was good. Yeah. That I think was the start of a, a slow willing down of your army. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Eventually, it sort of was set up. So that's that's all that pretty much happened in turn three. The the I still had one fully infantry unit with the Lascan sitting up on top of a bastion. 
and I had half a infantry unit with a missile launcher inside a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had the Hellhound. The Hellhound was, uh, I gotta tell you, flamers and heavy flamers do, they're great in yeah. eighth edition. Yeah. The fact that they can automatically hit and then D6, I, I can't, I roll like four, five, and sixes all the time. So that was like a ton of damage that would just automatically hitting on your on your vehicles and units for the guard who would normally have a four up yeah you know fantastic so i i I, the hellhound was great and you'd put some wounds on it and you didn't finish it off and i was wondering why because that thing was consistently doing damage to everything you around Uh, it well because after the nightbringer died yeah you didn't really have a lot to shoot at you had like my quantum shielded annihilation barge and praetorian and those are infantry weapons. That's so true. I figured, uh, what, why, 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 yeah. why, why bother? It's like an anti-infantry weapon. I don't really care right now. Okay. Um, okay. I, I have like other anti-armor stuff that I need to deal with. Yeah. Okay. So turn four. Uh, yeah. Turn four rolls around. Um, I finish off your guard squad uh, with a combination. I think of like the annihilation barge, maybe the ghost arc. I think I think no. I think my ghost arc does some fire on uh, one of your other guard squads. Kills like two. Uh, the wraiths again. Just keep two and around your backfield. I think this is the turn they went after your um, your artillery piece. Your my basilisk. basilisk. That was sort of it. I, I just oh yeah, and I did more wounds with my um, my triarch stalker on your tank. Though this isn't the turn that it. Uh, no, you. This you, is the you, turn. You, you this re- is the turn? Uh, no, it's the next turn. Oh, you reduce. Man. You reduce that um, plasma cushioner to two wounds. In this yeah. in, in this turn. Yeah. So my turn rolls around. I think at this point I had reduced your rates to two rates. Yeah, you did. Out of a, out of unit of six. Finally, after a lot of shooting. Finally. My Valkyrie can continue to shoot and miss, or just didn't do anything. So that was completely disappointing. Yeah. Other disappointing unit was the Basilisk. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Earthshaker cannon, I gotta say that it, the Basilisk has really been nerfed. So it's um, now with that Earthshaker cannon, it's a D six. Yeah. And what I forgot to do is that <laughs> yeah. you get to roll two D six and then pick the highest one. Yeah. And that determines the amount of attacks. I just rolled one D six until my final. Yeah. Until my final round. Yeah. So that's my that's my bad. But even still. Um, whereas you can have a large template last time and cover 15 dudes or something yeah. this time, the most uh, attacks you're, you can get out of that thing is six and unlikely you're even going to get that amount. So it just wasn't doing that much damage. So for an expensive unit, I just was not, the, I mean, it was good, but frankly, my wyvern was doing way more damage. The fact that they can do 46 attacks, even though they're strength yeah. four, the fact that you can reroll wounds on that on that guy, yeah, ended up doing consistently way more damage to your units than than the basilisk. My basilisk, I think, is a thumbs down, just like only because it's not not as effective as it used to be and too expensive. I think a wyvern is a much better deal. And next time, I'm going to take a wyvern. Well, you already another wyvern. I, I next, yeah, I have to get another extra, Two extra wyvern. wyverns. Five wyverns. <laughs> <laughs> my whole army is wyverns <laughs> one hq that allows them to, <laughs> like a tank a master of ordnance master of ordnance <laughs> and five wyverns <laughs> there's what do you got <laughs> this is my narrative play there we yeah. go um <laughs> okay so also this yeah. is the turn that i that i started concentrating fire on your necron warriors you had a unit of necron warriors and yeah. then pass opened up on them and reduce them to nine. Yeah. I mean, reduce them by nine. Yeah. One Necron warrior was left. One Necron warrior re- remained. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. At that point, I think I, I had him just. I spent some command points to just automatically make him pass. Yeah, uh, that was a good. That use up. I think your last two command points to do yeah. that, and yeah. that was a great use of the command points because he because he passed leadership. Otherwise, if you'd roll the leadership, you probably they probably would have ran off. Yeah, unless I rolled like a one. Right. Yeah, I did that, and because I figured, okay, I can I can revive a bunch, um, so I might I, I might as well use them here. I'm not using them for a lot else. So my turn rolled around. I revived like five, and then with the ghost arc repair the vehicle rules, I think seven show back up by the end of that turn. This is, however, the turn that I think I killed your plasma cutioner. Yes. 
and which was beneficial, but honestly, it needed to happen like a turn or two earlier. Yeah, uh, I agree. Which is again that sort of that that whole um, character shooting at Pask first thing. It turned out to be go. It, it turned out turned to, to work in my favor. It worked very much in your favor because if yeah. I'd if I uh, killed your, if I'd killed just one tank at a time, I think I might have been able to kill both of them, which would have been hugely helpful. Yeah, in staying alive, but it didn't turn out to happen. Ironically, the um, explosion from the prosecution killed the last wraith. Uh, it kill. It did a lot of wounds on everyone else, but. I mean, meaning it me. exploded. Yeah, 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 it exploded. It, yeah, exploded right among, and so ended up putting some wounds on Task's tank, on a neighboring Chimera, yeah. on some Sentinels, um, and on the Basilisk. Yep. Yeah. Beyond that, however, I only sort of wounded some other units, sort of. Yeah, not and enough. Not enough. Yeah. So then, yeah, then your turn rolls. Yeah. Around. So my my turn five rolls around, um, and this is the one that really turned turned everything around. Yeah. I concentrated fire on the warriors. There were eight left. Pask ended up whittling them down. The sentinels finished them off. Mm-hmm. And then that that left your cryptic out in the open. Yeah. Which was attacked by my basilisk. Yeah. And uh, I think my wyvern and my an infantry squad. Anyway, we ended up killing your, um, your cryptic. So that, one, that was two units that were killed. And then we concentrated fire on your uh, triarch stalker and then blew that up. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was three units, three kill points in one turn. And I think we, we were like really close. I think you may have been winning up until then yeah. by one point and this turned the favor this turned the, the time yeah. for the guard. Yeah, I, I think at at that point it was like, Oh, I don't have anything to deal with your tanks. Yeah. Mm. And it's sort of late anyway. Yeah. And I'm a little tired. Yeah. My feet hurt a little bit. So I was like, Oh well <laughs> time to call it. Okay. Yeah, I oh, think wow. I think it was I think you conceded, but I think that it was a it was a pretty much a fade out complete at that point. It was yeah. likely to turn out that the guard was gonna win even if the game had continued. Yeah, I, I think I think Necron's uh Necron army can win against uh what you brought. I just would need a lot more anti vehicle stuff. Yeah. More heavy destroyers, maybe some I don't I don't know, dooms none of the doomsday arc type things, the the crazy death ray croissant riding around and then and then focus that fire on one unit on, yeah, on, on one, one model like one tank yeah and do it and do it one at a time i i think in the, the same way with uh with necrons you need to, to kill them dead or they're going to come back with with the, the guard you need to kill it dead you need to focus everything on it because it's they have a three up saving throw and they're the tanks are generally toughness eight so they're going to be pretty tough to deal with. And they have a ton of wounds, like 12 wounds. Yeah. Right? So it, you just have to focus fire on these guys. Yeah. And yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of anti-armor stuff, which was to my detriment. So so um, the, uh, the, the Astronaut Terrorum ended up winning like uh, 10 to 7, I think, was the final. Was it 10 to 7? Yeah. I, was I, like, I, or maybe it was 9 to 7. I think it was 9. Okay, nine, 9 to 7. But it ended up winning. And the Necrons yeah. proved how resilient they are. They truly are. They 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 rose from the dead. They reanimated. They were tough to kill with a three up and won't save for the wraiths. You know the stupid quantum shielding kept that absorbing wounds left and right and like crazy. That was yeah. And even the character models you had, like the the Satan, had how many wounds did he had? Eight. He had, wounds? A, he had eight wounds. Eight uh, wounds. So seven. That, yeah, that guy took a lot of shots to to, yeah. to bring down. He's like. He's like a small vehicle. Yeah, he's like a small vehicle. Necron, tough army, but I think if I had brought in Space Marines, you probably would have rolled over the Space Marines. If if I just brought in a bunch of like, a, if I brought in a, a troop heavy kind of a group. group yeah, I think you know. they probably would have performed better against that sort of army. Yeah, but still, well, my disappointing units, I think with the Basilisk, the Basilisk, my, my superstar performers were um, the Wyvern for sure. Yeah. Right, Pask. It's fantastic. Pask against uh, marine equivalents is fantastic because yep. he, he hits on a two, um, and he's generally going to wound on a three. Yeah, right. And that's twenty shots from his Punisher Gatling cannon plus another six shots from heavy bolters. Yep. And then you give him a last cannon so he can hit on a on a two on a last cannon. This guy's going to blow stuff up. Yes, he will. Yeah. So I think Pask and the Wyvern were my probably my two best units, and also heavy flamers were definitely um mvps any guardsmen with heavy flamers 
uh, all my tanks had heavy flamers except for Pask. So anytime there was anything nearby, the automatic kits from that made a huge difference. You you lost a few rates to to the amount of uh, wounds from heavy flamers. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, think, I think I've lost so, a few wounds to that. So the stuff. Um, so it's just interesting to see how the armies are playing and how the different weapons you know yeah. perform out in the battlefield. Yeah, I think I think my MVPs. To a certain extent, uh, the, the raves for sure for the vital distraction role they played. Um, in terms of performance, uh, Nightbringer did well for the role he played. The Stalker was nice only because I, th- I think the Stalker would have been much better like supported with other uh, anti armor fire, but he he did he did consistently he did consistent damage, which helped. Tomb Blades were sort of the, kind of died too quickly for me to assess what they can do. Um, Warriors were fine. Ghost Strike was fine. Um, I, nothing was particularly underwhelming. I, although, although I, I need to stop including spiders and scarabs. I just never use them. I just, I just have them sit in corners. It's all I have them do. It's every time, even in like the old, like when I had to take them, I would just stick them in. And now I just, I, I think I just took them out of habit this game. So I need to, I need to find something to replace them. Right. Why don't you just march them up? Because they're just, I don't know. They're lame. <laughs> you just don't want spiders on the battlefield? I'll, I'll probably replace them with like flayed ones or something. Yeah, if you, if you, uh, look, as you know, anything that I think mobility is a really important part of the yeah. edition. So the rates who are, who are very mobile. Yeah, like, like spiders and like scarabs are only moving like, what, five inches? Right, right. So it's like. Anything with mobility, I think, has a little bit of an edge because you got it right up to me with those rates, and the Satan got it really close and started doing all kinds of damage up up to and including assaulting a uh, a Torox and yeah. beating it to death. Uh, so yeah, I think I think the um, flight ones are doing better because they're just they can they can deep strike. They have their own little weird deep strike ability. I think they yeah. go into. I think they're calling it like that charnel dimension or something. I have to, I have to see the little <laughs> description for the rule. Yeah, and I'll have to see whatever they've decided to whatever craziness they decided to write to um, replace the old uh, war for those guys. Because before I think they just were were just infiltrators. They would show up on a battlefield because they're crazy. I don't know what the charnel dimension. <laughs> we got to get our meat somehow. <laughs> the grunts need their so meats. We- so <laughs> their meat. I need my meat suit. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to war. Get me my meat suit. <laughs> Y'all are crazy, played ones. <laughs> All right. Okay, I think on that note we should end. Yeah. Okay. Um well there you go. Uh Necrons versus Astro Militarum. Yep. I hope you enjoyed our battle report. That was episode forty one. We invite you to send along any comments, criticisms. Uh, friendly hellos to our email we are the eye of terror podcast at gmail.com also come and visit us on our facebook page at the eye of terror if you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast we would sure love it if you did you can subscribe to us on itunes on google play music mm-hmm. on stitcher on soundcloud and anywhere you can get great great podcasts but with that that brings episode 41 to an end I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.